Hello, my friends. This is April 8, and I welcome you to my Songs and Stories podcast. Take a second today to subscribe, and you'll never miss another story. Today's story is Story 2, The Two Sisters and the Wolf. But before we begin, I want to talk to you about something. Now, I've told you, dear listeners, about Kids Listen before, haven't I? How it's a group of us podcasters who are making quality podcasts just for children. Now, we want to make sure that only good stuff comes your way. And we are doing a little Valentine's Day celebration about all the different kinds of love that there is in the world. Because the world is full of love, isn't it? Now, lucky me, because I am teamed up with the Smart Kids Science Podcast, Brains On. Their Valentine's Day episode is about how scientists are looking for a mate for a rare mutant snail named Sandy. Sandy's shell coils to the left, while most snails coil to the right. And if Sandy can find a mate and reproduce, it could teach us a lot about how genetics work in snails. Well, that's pretty interesting. If that sounds good to you, Brains On might just be another great podcast for you to listen to. You could check it out. I like to start out all of my stories with a special little song that goes like this. Oh, ye time-bound travelers, lay down your cares and rest your bones, and I'll tell you a fairy tale that I have come to know. And now it's time. For our story. This is story two of the two sisters and the wolf. Now, just where did we leave off last time? Well, if I recall correctly, the last we heard from them, they were trekking through the winter forest, dark and lush, on their way to the fairy ice skating ball that was a three-day hike. Hauka, their falcon, had finally arrived, and they'd had a pretty wild snowball fight with some pixies. And then... (sighs) The fairy sisters left the pixies far behind as they followed their wolf through the ancient snowy forest until it began to thin out and grow steeper. Hauka scouted up ahead. She called down to let them know that they were coming to the foothills of the mountains. The mountains of way over there was what they were called, but the girls always thought of them as the mountains of the giants. They avoided them if they could, for giants had lived in these snowy peaks for uncountable centuries, and giants, well, they weren't always friendly. As they hiked, the sisters could see a small village in the distance where gray smoke was curling up from the stone chimneys to join the gray of the winter sky. Villagers often told stories of these giants as they sat around their fires at night. Oh, for giants were great, fearsome creatures who ruled their territories with such strength that all who passed through their mountains never ventured off the high road 
the one and only road that led through these mountain peaks. To wander off the high road, well, that was just not done. For the price, oh, the price, it was much too terrible to pay. For giants in general were not, let us just say, they were not flexible thinkers. And the least flexible thinker of all was the giant king himself, who loved his mountains and all of the animals that lived within their rolling borders. And if one who was a stranger to these parts strayed off the high road, even for a moment, or touched just one of these animals, no matter what the reason, well, the price paid for such a venture was very steep, much steeper than the mountains themselves. For if you broke the rules and were caught, well, you might forever be a servant to the giant king himself. (gasps) And what a terrible and terrifying man he was. Perhaps if you lived in the mountain villages, you were safe, but a stranger, oh no, don't go off the road. And so the sisters and the wolf stayed on the high road. It was long and winding as it swooped up steep mountain slopes and down long, narrow ridges. The steady feet of the wolf never slipped, never stumbled. And these earth fairies, they too walked with sure feet that no human possess. Still, the road was treacherous in the winter's snow and ice. And even though they were running late, Thanks to their snowball fight with the pixies, by midday, they were so tired that they had to stop for a little break. What have you got in your pack, Neva? Anything good to eat? Hmm, just more fairy bread. We'll share some, will you? And so the sisters sat on a fallen tree limb, and they munched their fairy bread. The wolf drank from an icy stream that ran right across the high road. The snow was falling again, making swirling patterns in the cold air. The sisters knew that Halka was perched in a tree overhead, but they could barely see her through the cold, white flakes. But they knew that the wind must be blowing her striped feathers. The sisters did not mind the snow, for the sisters were the snow, and the snow was the sisters. They hurried through their lunch, for they couldn't wait to be off again. They were making their way toward the fairy ice skating ball to pay respects to the fairy queen and to dance and skate and laugh and welcome in the new year with all those who hold the world dear. For these dark nights of winter are magical moments, the longest of the year, when fairy fires are lit and music is played and thanks is given for all the good past year had offered. For true gratitude is a gift that shines through the universe and makes the world whole again and again. And when fairy wishes are made, the whole world is renewed. The sisters had to be there. They wouldn't miss the ice skating ball for anything. And just as Neva was throwing her knapsack across her back, she heard a sound. Now, Neva heard almost everything anyway, for she is an earth fairy after all. But this sound, this was most unusual. In fact, that was why she noticed it. It was not a sound she had ever heard before. And what was it? 
Sar, did you hear that? And Sar nodded. Yes, I was just about to ask you, Neva. What do you think it is, sister? Uh, I can usually tell in an instant, but this is a sound I do not know. But it is a cry for help. We need to find it. And Sar started to move, but her older sister grabbed her by the arm. Sar, we cannot leave the high road. You know the stories. I have no desire to be a slave to the terrible giant king for the rest of our lives. Neva shook her head with disgust. Nor do I, Neva, but I cannot let the animal suffer who is calling out for my help. Oh my goodness, nor can I. It just sounds so sad, said Neva, shaking her head. We'll regret this, I fear. And together the sisters took a step off the high road toward the sound. Well, the wolf who had been watching with his yellow eyes came swiftly around them. And then he did something that he had never done before. He growled at them. He bared his teeth. He would not let them pass. Sar reached out her hand to her wolf, and he growled at her again. She did not like that. Wolf, don't you hear that sound? We must go find the animal that is calling out for our help. Well, the wolf rumbled deep in his throat. <clears throat> he would not let the sisters off the high road. Wolf, you must let us pass, said Neva. Wolf, please, said Tsar. <coughs> Came the sound again. <sighs> what could the wolf do? He was there to protect them, and they were doing the most foolish thing that anyone who was a stranger could do in the giant's mountains. They were venturing off the high road and into the giant king's woods. Who knew what fate might befall them should they get caught by the giants off the road? They heard it again, and a loud crashing sound, and another. Oh my goodness, something terrible must be happening. They needed to go and help. Well, now even the wolf was curious. What was going on out there in the snowdrifts, and what kind of animal could be making such a loud and unhappy sound? Wolf, we are going, said Tsar. And the wolf stood aside. He could see that these two sisters could not be deterred. The girls trudged through the deep, dense snow, following the sound. The wolf was right behind them, peering about with yellow eyes, searching for trouble. <coughs> Sar could feel the earth below her tremble with the strength of the distress call. What in the world could be happening? Well, the sisters passed through a dense patch of fir trees and were blinded by a brilliant light that flashed in the darkness of the woods just ahead. What in the world? The 
bright light flickered again across their faces, and now they could see. It was shining from whatever was making that terrible sound. For just up ahead, in a small clearing, shining brighter than the sun in summer, was a golden moose. He was by far the largest moose the sisters had ever seen, gleaming gold, almost like a golden statue with massive golden antlers. There were stories the elders told of a mythical golden moose in these mountains, but he was just a fairy tale, or so the sisters had thought. And now there he was, and he was not happy. He was desperately jerking his head around, while the sisters looked at each other in wide-eyed disbelief, and a thrill of excitement flickered up Sar's spine. <gasps> golden moose. Well, Neva stared at the marvelous, miserable beast and asked, what is he making all that fuss about? I think his antlers are caught in that tree. Look, said Tsar, pointing up. Well, Neva squinted her eyes and blocked the brightness with her hand to try and see. Tsar was right. His towering antlers, maybe even taller than Neva herself, were locked tightly in a twist of vines and wood in the low-hanging branches of a tangled tree. Neva nodded. What should we do? We are not supposed to be off the high road, and we are not supposed to touch the animals. Sar, this is terrible. The girls knew they were in danger, and the wolf growled low at their feet. What? will they do next? Hmm. Come back next time and I'll tell you a little more of the story of the two sisters and the wolf. But before we go, I want to send out a little happy birthday to Camden. Thank you for listening to the April 8 Songs and Stories podcast. For all things April 8, please go to april8.com and to support this show, please go to patreon.com slash April 8 and choose what fun rewards suit your family best. Thank you for listening to the April 8 Songs and Stories podcast. For all things April 8, go to april8.com. And to keep these stories coming, go to patreon.com slash April 8 and choose which fun reward suits your family best. And that eight is always spelled out E-I-G-H-T. Until we meet again, remember, I love you and you are wonderful just as you are right now. Love!